Today, my message is called, Wear Love. Look at your neighbor and say, wear love. And wear it well. Wear it well. Okay, so in the, if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to stay there most of the time today. There'll be a few other scriptures. But Colossians chapter 3. All right, we're going to go down to verse 9. <clears throat> I'm going to read 9 and 10, but first I'm going to pray over the word real quick. All right, so when you have it, then I want you to just uh, hold your Bible close to you and let's pray over the word. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it is your will, it's your way for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the men and women who died just so that we could have a copy of it in our language. We thank you so much, Lord, that when we had it in our heart and, and commit it to memory, it helps us not to sin against you. I thank you so much, Lord, that this message would just be a blessing um, to everyone that's under the sound of my voice, that it would just be all of your words and none of mine. I depend completely upon your anointing, Holy Spirit. And we just thank you, Lord, and we welcome you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the message uh, Bible says it like this, 9 and 10. It says, you're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes that you have stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete, so dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Isn't that awesome? the way that it brings that out. So when you become a follower of Christ, you get a whole new wardrobe. No more corduroys. <laughs> no more cougars. You don't have to be rocking the fish eyes or fish heads. <laughs> you don't have to have any of that. You, the label on the back of your clothes was made by the creator of the universe. Then let that sink in for just a second. Now just think about the most exquisite um, name brands that you can think of. The top name brands of our society, Armani, Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Prada, Dior. All of those name brands that are way more expensive than I could ever own a piece of any of that clothing. However, we get a brand new wardrobe that the label on it is made by our creator of the universe. How amazing is that? That is just, it's just awesome to me to think of that. But that old life, that filthy, dirty clothes that you don't fit anymore, then, and, and sometimes we put on those dirty, ill-fitting clothes and we try to rock it like it's Armani. We do that. And so um, let's, let's look at this. So we got a dirty coat here and uh, Frank's gonna help me out here. We have this, this is your, your old life. So this right here represents that ill-fitting coat that is your old life. So every time that you put on all of these things that we're going to go through these one by one, then it's like you're trying to put on the old life and rock it like it's new. You're trying to put on the old stuff. Okay, so let's see how this fits. You can, you, yeah, we know you can, we know you can rock anything, Frank. But, you know, yep. There we go. Come on now. My watch. <laughs> watch. Where's your watch? Here we go. I know what you mean. I love big chunky watches. I'll, I'll hold that for you. <laughs> I, I take, come on, Cheryl. I was trying to work it out here now. <laughs> there we go. Oh, look. Now, oh, it's like, that is nasty, Frank. <laughs> now, let's come right here and stand, right, stand up here before me. Now, I want you to just get a glimpse of this for a minute. So every time that you put on that old person, this is what you look like. 
Some of us have no idea that we're wearing it at the time. Some of us feel bad when we're wearing it, but we think about it, late, think about it later where we feel bad. And some of us know it and we don't care because we're keeping it real, right? <laughs> and so Colossians 3 says that there are some things that we have to put off, take off, and stop wearing them. And we're going to talk about that now. So uh, Colossians 3, 8 and 9, these are the things that we're supposed to take off. Verse 8 says, and now also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, shameful speech out of your mouth, and do not lie to one another, having put off the old man with his deeds. That's sort of the things that we're supposed to put off, take off, don't wear them at all. Now, there's some scriptures above that, and I don't have time. I could have spent all time, but there's a few scriptures above that that he straight up tells us to kill. <laughs> he's like, kill these things in your life. But these things, I'm going to focus on these today. And he's saying, take these off. Don't wear these in your old life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How's that feel? Yeah. It's a little tight. Yeah, it's a little tight? Yeah, okay. All right. You can, you, can, uh, let, you can take it back off for a minute. For a minute. We're going to use it. So I'll let, I'll let Cheryl help you take it back off. We're going to use it, though, so don't go nowhere. <laughs> Okay, so here are the things that you need to put off. So number one, if you're taking notes this morning, which I encourage you to do, it, even if you never look at it again, if you, you remember four times more, if you just write it down. Okay, number one is anger. James 1, 19 and 20 says, Dear, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry, for a man's anger does not bring about righteous life that God desires. So this verse says to be slow in anger. It is the first thing that we must do is learning to control our anger. Now, the Bible also says, be angry, but sin not. So that's, that's difficult to do because when you're angry, you want to punch somebody in the throat. I'm just telling you. Don't you? I do. Uh, you know, so you just have to, you have to be careful with that. Okay, so um, verse uh, Proverbs. Proverbs 15, 18 says, a hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. <laughs> Let me read that again. A hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. So the a message says it like this, hot tempers start fights. A calm, cool spirit keeps the peace. So in your world, do you stir up a fight or do you bring peace to the situations around you? You know somebody wants to keep something stirred up all the time? You know people that you have in your life like that? Don't, don't point to anybody. <laughs> but there are. Don't you want peace in your life and not somebody to stir up anger? We're supposed to take that off. It's dirty. It's nasty. We're not supposed to wear it. We're supposed to put it off. Get rid of it. Don't wear it. And then well, sometimes we'd like put it on. And then we walk around like, oh, I can't believe what you did. <laughs> and then you're angry and you want to punch somebody or you do punch somebody. And then, then you're, you, I mean, you're putting on this old man. This is not you anymore. God gave you a wardrobe with his label on it and this ain't it. This is not it. Number two. Number two is malice. Spite, ill will, evil, evil intentions. Anybody know anybody that's spiteful? Have you ever... Have you ever been spiteful yourself? <laughs> Just think back to the last week that you've had. Did you engage in any spiteful words with the people who live in your house? With the people around you at work? Did you plot 
Did somebody just really tick you off and then you plotted your next Facebook post of what you were gonna say to reply to them? Anybody ever type that out and then it's like, man, I can't send that. <laughs> and then some of you are like, send. Sin. <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong with that. My code's clean. What? Am I right? That ain't what you're supposed to be wearing. Number three. Number three, railing. Railing. Railing means complaining. Complaining or protest strongly and persistently about something. Complaining. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says, do all things without murmurings and disputing so that you might be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Among these, you shine as lights in the world. James 5, 9 says, do not grudge each, against each other, brothers, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge stands at the door. 1 Peter 4, 9 says, be hospitable to one another without grudging. Stop complaining. It looks ugly on you. Ladies, yes, it makes your butt look big. <laughs> Stop complaining. There's so much of it, and we just take it like it's commonplace here, here days. You know, with, the, with reality TV and social media, it's made a platform that it's just normal. So everybody can complain and rant on whatever they want to complain and rant on, and they do it all the time. They do it all the time. If, you're, if, if most of your posts aren't uplifting and encouraging somebody else and loving on somebody else, then you're doing it wrong. You're wearing an old coat saying, this is Armani. You like my Armani? Yeah, I really told them off. You know, I can't believe that they did that the way that they did. Why did they do this instead of that? I don't like the color that they picked for this instead of that right there. Why did they put that door in there instead of the other? Why would they choose to do this instead of the other thing? Stop complaining. It looks ugly on you. It looks like this, a dirty, ill-fitting coat. It's not a good look for anybody. <laughs> so um, here in uh, Living Word, when you're on a ministry team and with the, um, the, uh, our staff and ministry teams that we have, there are on your checklist, there's a section for on all of them that say issues and recommendations. We talk about issues and recommendations. And that is because a problem without a solution is a complaint. And so when you have an issue with something, then you put the issue that you're having and you put a solution, a recommendation. Here's the issue that we're having. This is not working out for us. My recommendation is if we do it like this or like this, it's gonna solve that problem. Which, which one do you want me to do? But if you just complain about it to people who can't do anything about it or can't change it, dirty old coat, you're trying to rock it. It stinks. When those things are dead and you're supposed to put them off and put them away and you dig them back up out of the yard, it stinks. And then you wear them and you think, what, I don't smell, you know? <laughs> and, and you're stinking. So does, uh, <clears throat> does talking about the problem without discussing a solution ever make you really feel good? It never does, so why do we do that? Stop complaining. Number four. Number four is vile or shameful words. Vile means unpleasant, disagreeable, offensive, obnoxious, hateful. Shameful means disgraceful, um, dishonorable, low. So I have never seen a more offended society 
or generation that we have right now. <laughs> it is not a good look on anybody. You know, it's time that we grow up and choose to believe the best in other people. Amen. I mean, why, these wor words hurt. Anybody that says that uh, sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never hurt me, lies. That is lies from hell. <laughs> That's not true. Words hurt. They do, and, that, and sometimes they take a little bit to recover from. They take a little bit to, um, to heal from. So you can be mean, and, ha and, and it, it, may, it, it packs a punch. But yet we just, we just say things that we can never put back in our mouths. And, so, and most of it is to the people that live in your house. Okay, I'll move on. Okay, number five. <laughs> number five is lying. <laughs> Proverbs 12, 22 says, God can't stomach liars. He loves the company of those who keep their word. This, I mean, the scripture plainly says God hates liars. Man, don't you, I don't want God to hate me. I mean, I know he, he is love, but he hates it when we lie. And so why would you want to wear that? Why would you want to put that on and pass it off as truth? You know, when we are, what, anybody have any teenagers in the house? Kids? Kids, our, our fallen nature, when we don't know what to do and we're afraid we're going to get in trouble, the first reaction in our, in our lives is to lie about it. And so I, I always try to tell my kids, you know, if I can deal with the truth, if whatever it is, whatever you did, whatever full mistake that you made, that, I, that we're going to work through this together, whatever happened, I can deal with the truth. It's a lie. We can't deal, you, you can't do anything about a lie. Then it just causes mistrust. And then you're like, you don't trust me anymore. Why don't you trust? No, trust is earned. There's never anywhere in the Bible that commands me to trust you. Nowhere. Trust is earned. Trust is earned. You're supposed to trust God. That is the only person that you are commanded to trust in God because he'll never fail you. He'll always be there for you. But people, mm -mm. nobody says anywhere that for me to trust you. Trust is earned. In the same way in your own household with, your, with the people that live in your house, with your children, all the way through. So put off the old person that you are. When you wear all these things, you look stupid. They're filthy. They don't fit you and God hates them. Why would you keep putting them on? Why do you keep putting them on? And just say, well, I'm standing up for what I believe. Well, figure out some words that help you do that to get your point across, to, to uh, further your cause with a solution. How about that? But wearing all this stuff over and over again, he gave you a new wardrobe with his label on it. So let's put those things on. Let's do what that is. And, and let's say, let's put the right things on. Amen? Amen. All right, so we're gonna get rid of that. Put it down. We're not picking it back up. All right, so here we go. Verse 10. Verse 10 through 13 says, And having put on the new having been renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. There is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, foreigner or scuthis, or me, which means savage, slave or free man, but Christ in all things. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender feelings of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving yourselves. If anyone has a complaint against any, as Christ forgave you, so also you do. 
So we're gonna put on some of the right things. So if you can welcome back to the stage, Miss Cheryl Wooten is gonna help me with this. And Frank just sat down before, stand up Frank, let's give you a hand. You sat down before I had a chance to thank you. So Cheryl's gonna help me here and we're gonna put on the right things, right Cheryl? That's right. Okay, so number one, renewed knowledge. Okay, so renewed knowledge here in this scripture, it says to God's image. In God's image, we are not black or white or Hispanic or Southern or Northern or rich or poor, but we are one body in Christ. Now your heritage and, and all of that, you should celebrate all of that, but we are one body together. And that's awesome. Look around this church. We, everybody looks different from the row next to you, from behind you, in front of you. And that is a beautiful, awesome thing. But we are one body of Christ, okay? We are Christians. We should be unified as one body. So I have two, I have two brothers. I have two little brothers. They're not little. They're taller than me, but they're little. So I have two little brothers. We have the same blood because we're family. I, I don't look like one of them. I do look like Jody. Jody and I look alike. But my other brother, um, my youngest brother is a ginger. We don't look anything like him. <laughs> and so um, I, I question their choices sometimes in life. We think completely different. We all, view, we all grew up in the same house, but we view our childhood differently through different vantage points. Even though I don't understand fully their struggle with things, I want to, I care about them, I love them. But it's, it's the same with the people in this room because we're blood, we're family. And that is, that's the thing is that look around to the people beside you and behind you. Just take a look and look around for a minute. We're blood. Because of Jesus' blood, he grafted us into the same family. We are all blood. Amen? Amen. It's the same. So we, don't, we need to seek to understand. We need to love we need to seek to understand, and even when we don't, that we're still there for each other. Sometimes I don't understand why you have the viewpoint that you have. Sometimes you don't understand why I have the viewpoint that I have, but I am to seek to understand why you feel the way that you do and love you anyway. We don't, we don't have to agree on everything. That's not, you know, we don't have to have the same opinions about everything. Unity just means that I disagree with you, I don't see the same way you are, but we're together and we're in unity. Unity means that we're, we can rise above that and we come together anyway because we're blood. We build each other up, not tear each other down. So let's be unified. Amen? Okay. All right. So we're going to build this outfit together, all the things that we're supposed to put on. Number two is mercy. Tender feelings of mercy. Mercy is compassion shown towards somebody who offends you or who is an enemy. Just think about somebody that just makes your blood boil. Blood boil that, oh my goodness, you, that is, mercy is showing compassion to that person, even if they're your enemy or even if you are offended at them. That's what we're supposed to put on. And that's what we're putting on now. We're lay, adding this layer by layer. Should we start it out with some lipstick? That's your mercy, okay? <laughs> when you hear something or you hear somebody express something that offends you, show them mercy, Anybody can love somebody that's lovable. Psh, you want a trophy for that? No, God says, love the unlovable. Show them mercy. That's, what, that's what, where it counts. Number three is kindness. Kindness is indulgent, considerate, or helpful, having a good nature. So be considerate of the people in your life. Be considerate when you post uh, things on social media. When you have conversations in your home, your children are listening to you. 
They hear what you say when you think they don't hear what you say. And when you say one thing in your home and then you come out in public and think or treat somebody completely differently, they saw you. And so they know what's up. <laughs> and so be kind to each other. Be kind to the people that you live with. You know, they're, gonna, they're the ones that's gonna be there. It matters how you treat them. Don't be more kind to the person in the checkout line than you are to your little children that live in your house. Okay, all right, we're moving, moving on there, Cheryl. Number four, humbleness. Humbleness. Humbleness means not proud or arrogant, but modest and cur courteously respectful. And so, so humbleness is something that we can all um, take note of. It's just that, um, well, humility is a good look on everybody. It is a good look on everybody, just to be humble, that you're not better than somebody else, that you're trying to understand what it is that they're going through, that you are not, um, that you're not elevating yourself higher than, higher than you should, that you're not prideful and you're too proud to um, say what you think or that you're too proud to ask for help or that you're too proud to admit when you're wrong. But humbleness, it's a good look on everybody, amen? So who wore it best? Jesus did, <laughs> he was humble. He was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he come as a human being and walked this earth as a human being for you so that you would understand, so that he could understand exactly how you feel. Now I was reading some of these scriptures there, some of the references to it. The Old Testament God, man, God would just like, he would just like wipe you off the face of the earth. <laughs> you know, a couple times Moses had to say, God, please don't kill him. Don't kill him, give him one more chance. Because he was about to just like, I'm, I'm gonna wrath, rain fire down on them and just wipe them out and start over. And Moses was like, please just give him one more chance. I will help them through this. You know, and then in the New Testament, it's like, because Jesus walked here as a human being in an earth suit, he's like, oh, I know how you feel. I understand exactly how you feel because he walked as a human. All of the human emotions that you, that you feel, he's felt all of them. He knows what they feel like. And so now he's like, no, don't, that grace is there because I know what, I know how they're feeling. I felt like that too, because I got stabbed in the back. My, some of my closest people stabbed me in the back. Oh, I know how they feel. I had my best friend die too. I know how that feels. So he walked and had all of those um, emotions here. And there was so many times that, that the devil came to him when he, took, when he was out in the uh, wilderness and he was temp being tempted. And, and Jesus could have just said, all right, I'm just gonna take it now and go. But every single time he um, shut the enemy down with three words, it is written. He used the word. He was the son of God. He could have said, he could have said die. <laughs> he, could have, he could have did anything. He was the son of, son of God. But he, three words, because he was showing us exactly what we're supposed to do, which is, it is written. And then he quoted a scripture. That's the way he defeated the enemy. And that's the way we're supposed to do it. He gave us the example. And he didn't say, hey, y'all watch this. <laughs> you know, and then he, he said, okay, do what I do. Okay, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. You know, so every time that he came against his enemy, he shut him down with the word. He just spoke the word. He spoke the word out loud. And so that's what we're supposed to do is being humble. So number five is meekness. Meekness. 
Meekness means overly submissive or compliant, very tame, being tame. So um, being, being meek is just that we're, that we're compliant, that okay, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, that's what we're gonna do. Being tame and calm and just, that's what we're supposed to put on, it's a good look. Ain't that, that's a good look. At the cross on there, yeah. That's, when we look at that, that doesn't look like a dirty, ill-fitting piece of clothing, right? It looks good, and we're building onto it. Number six is long-suffering. Long-suffering. That means putting up with each other. Putting up with each other. We are to put up with each other. We are to overlook the spiritual toddlers. Do you know when a toddler throws a tantrum? A toddler is expected to throw a tantrum. That's what they do. You heard of terrible twos? They're that way on purpose. I mean, it's like, it's like a six-month period that is, it is just like in that frame that you, that's when it's decided who's gonna run the house for the next 18 years. And you feel like you're giving reminder after reminder, punishment after punishment. You're exhausted, but who's gonna win? <laughs> who's gonna win? It's up to you who wins. But when a toddler acts that way, have you ever seen a toddler just take a tantrum and just like flip out on you? You're like, they're a toddler. They can be frustrated when it's not, when it's your toddler, oh my goodness, there's so many more emotions that come along with that. So let's just, let's just cancel that and just, just say it's somebody else's toddler. When they freak out and cause a meltdown, you're, you're not physically like emotionally attached to the situation. So you're like, oh, it's a baby. That's what they do. It's a toddler, right? Now, if you see a 30-year-old <laughs> acting like a toddler, and they throw a tantrum and flip out on you, that's a totally different look, am I right? However, what we have to understand is um, spiritual maturity is when somebody is first uh, gives their life to Christ or they just became a Christ follower, then sometimes they act like toddlers because they are spiritually. And we have to overlook, we have to realize where they are and sometimes they act, they act a fool. And <laughs> We have to help them out and we have to love them anyway and we have to understand that's a toddler. Yeah, you're throwing your tantrum, but let me love on you and help you put you back in the playpen and let's help you through the situation, <laughs> right? And so, but when you become more spiritually mature and you've been around for a while and you have uh, worked on the weaknesses that you have and you are supposed to be grown up in God, it is not okay to act like a toddler anymore. <laughs> so we are supposed to be long-suffering. We're supposed to put up with each other. This is the thing is that if you've been in here, if you've been here any length of time, then somebody in this room has really ticked you off at some point or another. If you've been in here any length of time, then somebody here has really hurt your feelings before. If you've been here any length of time, somebody in this room has like betrayed you. And, but the thing is, is that you can't run from it and say, well, psh, I'm not going to the church with those hypocrites. Well, that's who, we, we're a spiritual hospital. We all deal with that. That's why we're here. You know, I love, 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 and, I, and I've said, I've used this before, but I love this quote from Pastor Steve. He says that, um, that when you're in a spiritual hospital, everybody gets a gown and everybody shows their backside once in a while. <laughs> I love that, but it's so true. It's so true. And, and so we have to get along with each other. We have to put up with each other. We're not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to like, your, there's people in the room that you're never going to go to dinner with just because you don't, you just kind of, you love them in Christ, but you just kind of don't want to hang out with them. It's okay. 
It's okay. This is not a club where we all have to sing kumbaya and love each other. We do have to love each other. But we don't have to like everybody. Is that okay to say, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. If Pastor Steve can straighten me out next week. But I just, I, I, you know, it's just true. We're, we're human beings, am I right? And so we just, we need to love each other and look past each other's faults. But it doesn't mean that you're gonna, you're gonna go hang out with them. It doesn't mean that you have to have dinner with them. It doesn't mean that you're gonna be besties. You know, it's okay. But we are supposed to put up with each other. We're supposed to love each other. So overlook um, uh, the people who are spiritually immature, that they're growing. Just help them through it. Just say, mm, yeah, I know. Because sometimes you think, what were they thinking? They weren't thinking. They don't think like you. Don't hold them accountable to your knowledge. It's in your head. It's not fair. It's not fair. Number seven, forgiveness. Forgive each other. Forgive each other. And forgive yourself. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And that's really true. It's slowly killing you and they're, they're fine. <laughs> they have no idea. And if they do have any idea, they don't care. And you're drinking it like, man, why is this not working? It's slowly killing you. Make a choice and forgive. Look at her, don't she look fly? Awesome, she looks awesome. So you're supposed to put on all of these things. It's layered, it's a whole outfit putting together. So make a choice and forgive. You don't have to feel it. That's the, that's the one misconception about uh, forgiving is that you don't have to feel like you're over it. You don't have to feel like they deserve it. You just have to make a choice. You have to say, I forgive you, I release you from that. When you walk away from that, you made a decision to forgive and you did, but you might not feel like it yet and it takes time to heal. So it's okay to take time to heal, but you make a choice to forgive and you move on from that so that the healing can uh, begin. You don't wait till all the healing and all the feelings are gone and then that's okay. You're like, man, I've forgiven them now. It's not. Forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. So just remember that and you can start to heal faster because of it. So here's the main thing. This pulls the whole outfit together. The whole outfit together is love. Everybody say love. Love. Yeah, so this, this is her all-encompassing outfit that puts together. It pulls the whole thing together. And um, when, when I was studying this, there was a, a, it, when you kind of research it and look, it's talking about a girl. So this is like the outfit, the, the garment that pulls it all together. However, <coughs> if you really look at it, it's like the things that hold everything in. A girdle is like spank. So love is like the spanks that holds everything in. <laughs> holds it together. However, we weren't going to do that today. So <laughs> just kind of pulls it all together is love. And look at Cheryl. Doesn't she look awesome? And I think you need to, I think we need some music so you can just work this. You put it all together. This is right. So can we get some music for her to just like show off her outfit? We put all these things on. Yeah. So, okay, there you go. <laughs> All these things, you layer it and you put it on. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate that. <laughs> So you pull all of this together and let's read these scriptures. Verse 14, 14, 15, 16, and 17 says, And above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. 
perfectness, the bond, the thing that holds it all together, your spanks, your final piece of your outfit. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you also are called in one body and be thankful. Let the Lord, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and everything, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all, the set, all in the name of the Lord Jesus that gives you giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So let the peace of God rule in your hearts and be thankful. How many of you could use more peace in your, in your hearts? How many of you could use more peace in your life? Then choose it. You choose joy. You choose peace. It's up to you. You decide. No matter what comes your way, you choose how you react to it. You choose if you have that in your life. So do everything representing Christ, giving thanks. So why would you keep putting on the old dirty suit? Why do you keep putting on that thing over and over again? You're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it today, but oh, the first thing that strikes you wrong or the first time that you're tired or the first time that you're just kind of overcoming, you go pick up the old suit and put it on. Again, why do you do that? Stop doing that. And, and then let's... let's um, Read this last scripture again. So the verse 10 says, and now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new life, your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All old fashions are now obsolete. Dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. Amen? Okay, all right, everybody to stand with me. And the worship team, if you guys can come back and get in place. And I'm gonna read this verse 17. Mm, let me back up with 16. Okay, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So that is what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing with that, with grace in our heart. And so um, unmerited favor, that's what grace is, unmerited favor. Then you can look across the room and you have unmerited favor for the people that are standing on the left or the right of you that we want to put off all of this old stuff and put on the new. So I'm going to ask you right now, uh, those of you that want to just leave the old stuff and you're like, man, I, I got to keep putting off the old stuff. I need to get rid of that and I need to make sure that I keep putting on the right stuff. If that's you, raise your hand. I just want to pray over you before we sing. If that's you, I just want to pray over you. It's all right. We're all family here. That's what we're gonna pray. All right, you guys can come and get in place and we're gonna pray and I'm gonna let you sing. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for every person that's in this congregation, every hand that's raised right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much, Lord, for uh, the wardrobe that you gave us, that we wear love. And we thank you, Lord, that we pull all of these things together and we put on the right things with the right outfits. God, we thank you so much, Lord, for the wardrobe that you supplied for us with your label on it, God. God, forgive us for every time that we pick up that dirty old coat and put it on with the wrong things. We, we apologize, God. We for, ask for your forgiveness for every time that we're offended or say sh shameful things or do the wrong things to put on that old coat. The old man is dead and we leave it dead in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that we can rejoice, that we can sing songs together with our brothers and sisters in this room, God, that we are unified together as a body of Christ. And we just thank you, Lord, that we can look to each you for, um, for grace to reign in our hearts and for us to have grace um, uh, according to what you have for us, God, in, uh, in the lives of each and every one of us that are uh, standing next to each other. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. So I want you to sing, sing, sing with everything that you have in you. And let's sing this together as I end this song.